Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're talking about rent growth. There are rising rents in many submarkets. For those who own their own home, they're probably glad that their housing costs are fixed. We've seen near record-setting price increases for single-family homes in many major markets across the U.S. and Canada. The fact is, you can't have price increases in the housing market and then experience absolutely no effect in the rental market. The two markets are not strongly linked together, but they're not completely isolated from each other either. If the cost of owning a new single-family home goes up, we'll eventually see those costs reflected in rents as well. We saw a lot of landlords move their properties out of the long-term rental market into short-term rentals in order to insulate themselves from the eviction moratorium. That took some rental stock out of the market. And therefore, since the supply decreased, then the prices increased. Rents rise in response to supply-demand dynamics in the market. The increase in lumber prices combined with the pandemic caused many multifamily apartment projects to be canceled or delayed in 2020. And with less supply coming into the market, it makes sense that in some markets, rental rates would again increase. We've seen rents fall in some markets, notably the dense urban markets of San Francisco, New York, and Toronto. In 2020, we saw rents fall nearly 30% in some of these areas. Rents fell the fastest in the one-bedroom units where working from home during a lockdown situation felt more like a prison sentence than a sanctuary. We saw a flight to the suburbs as those working from home sought larger spaces to live and work. But in 2021, we've seen a small resurgence in the major cities. Prices have stabilized and have recovered somewhat from their lows in 2020. Rents in the major cities have not necessarily returned to pre-pandemic levels. Those seeking a city experience have used the opportunity to bargain hunt for rentals in the core of the city. At the bottom of the market, for example, you could rent a one-bedroom apartment in Toronto, two blocks from the CN Tower, right in the core of the city for $1,650 a month. Those types of rents have not been seen in that location in more than 20 years. It was definitely an opportunity for bargain hunters to find great quality accommodation at a low price in a top-notch location. Some markets, like Phoenix, Arizona, have seen a near doubling of rents in the past 12 months. Rents didn't move very much in 2020 during the height of the pandemic, but as migration picked up, those who quit their jobs or took early retirement went in search of warm weather locations. Sun destinations like Phoenix, Miami, Orlando, Jacksonville have seen very strong rent growth, as demand for housing due to migration has far exceeded supply. Rents are up 33% in Boise, Idaho, 19% in Salt Lake City, 35% in Spokane, Washington, and even 20% in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Strangely, Philadelphia is down at only a 7% increase. 7% increase would be a good number in most years, but Philadelphia feels like it's been left behind the party by comparison. This dynamic environment has made it difficult for apartment investors and developers to forecast their business plans. If rents increase by 20% in 2021, what should they forecast for next year in 2022? Historically, a widely accepted inflation metric used a 2% escalation for rents over the past decade. So what should you forecast for 2022? Would you use the 6.1% consumer price index that we experienced so far in 2021? Should you use zero? Should you use 2%? You can make an argument for any of those choices, but in fact, they'll probably all be incorrect. The 6.1% increase in the consumer price index that we've witnessed so far this year is just starting to trickle into salary increases. I know of one executive chef who's offering 100% above the market rate for kitchen line cooks and so far has not received a single resume. We know of medical staff such as registered nurses who nationally have received significant salary increases so far this year. The national average is 4%, but we know of cases that are much higher. Personal care workers 
have received salary increases ranging from 15% up to 40% this year, depending on the location. This starts the seesaw arms race of price and wage increases that can quickly get away from policymakers. Politicians are winning political points for increasing the minimum wage in many states across the nation. I'm all in favor of people earning a living wage, and I think it's important. But when the increase is a smoke-and-mirrors game of price and wage inflation, the good feeling of a wage increase is going to be short-lived. Ultimately, accelerating wage increases will support rent increases beyond the 2% historically used in most inflation models. Some markets are rent-controlled, and in those markets, rent increases will be artificially held to numbers that are well below the rate of inflation. Rent controls didn't seem like such a big deal as long as inflation was not out of control. But now that inflation is a real thing, and the risk of runaway inflation is increasing, owning properties in rent-controlled environments is a much greater risk than at any time in the past decade. So as you think about that, pay very close attention to your rent forecast over the next couple of years. It's going to be extremely important how you manage your rental property business. In the meantime, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.